Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 2-1 win at home in, in the Premier League against Crystal Palace. Um, just about got over the line with this one, didn't we? We just about got over the line with this one. Uh, great result, um, mostly good performance. I was very, very impressed with us, with, with our football. At lots of different sections in this game. I do think we let Palace back into the game too much and too easily. Um, we've slipped up with that a couple of times in, in, in recent games. So we just got to sort of keep that in check. Um, again, the mentality of this team getting it through. Um, just see, seeing the game over the line. I thought was really good. Um, some good goals. Well, one good goal and then, and then a penalty. Uh, a clumsy goal to concede and a clumsy red card, I think, as well. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, I mean, we'll t- I'll talk about the uh, Casemiro thing properly in a minute because that's going to kind of be the talking point of the game. Um, again, th- this wasn't one where I thought we played okay but got over the line. I thought we played very, very well in large sections, but um, Palace seemed to, obviously, you know, the momentum shifted. After the red card, those last sort of 20 minutes. But we just about managed to hold out, which was very, very good. So, um, proud of the team today. Just for getting, you know, over the line and not sort of, um, not having too many lapses in moments. So, to, so to where Palace would have uh, equalised or won the game. Uh, other good news, Liverpool lost 3-0. <laughs> so, that's, that's good. Um, there was a, a camera shot of uh, Alex Ferguson. Uh, sitting next to somebody in the crowd and he was smiling he was looking at his phone or something and he was smiling so not sure specifically what that was about but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the canon idea which is that he saw the uh the Liverpool score um because of course he's the one who knocked Liverpool off the perch didn't he those uh all those league titles um yeah Casemiro I'll I'll talk about it here instead of in the summary because it is kind of a big talking point uh very very clumsy red card um i think he let the heat of the moment get the better of himself i thought what he did was irresponsible there's a bit of a debate as to you know did did he i don't know the player's name that he you know let's say grabbed um because there's a part where he it sort of looked like he was actually actually had his hands around his throat and then there's another angle they showed like a closer angle where um it looked like he was sort of i don't know had his hands on his like on his shoulders, pulling his shirt. I think there was a bit of both in there. To be to be totally fair, and you can't be doing that. Um, that you can't be doing that in life, let alone just in football. Uh, you can't be grabbing people like that, of course. But you know, it's a scuffle. Uh, things got out of hand. Casemiro lost his um, composure, and yeah, I think rightfully sent off for for that. Um, and, you know, as, as one of the senior players on the team, especially when you've got somebody like, you know, Ganacho there and you've got, uh, you know, some young players on the bench, um, it is up to the senior players to set an example. And I think Casemiro, although Casemiro had a brilliant game, um, failed to be more mature and more adult in, in the situation. So he got sent off, but the good thing is we still got over the line with the three points. I think he misses three games because it was a straight red card. Luckily, I don't think one of those games is the cup final. Obviously, we very much need... Well, we need everybody available in, in, in the cup final. But uh, there's that. Um, I really want to talk about our football t- 
today. I mean, obviously, I'm going to talk about our, our football. I was genuinely very impressed by the way we were knocking the ball around a lot in more so in the first half than the second half. I felt that we drifted in the second half. Um, but there's a particular way that I would like Man United to play football, which is just quick, fast, fluid football. Keeping control of the ball, good communication, runs off the ball, pass and move, you know, movement. F- football with movement, not static football. Um, there's different kinds of ways you can do that and combination plays. But I was genuinely very impressed by how we started this game and most of our performance in the first half. Um, defensively, I thought we were still very, very solid. Um, obviously, we kept Palace out just enough to where we could get over the line, which was good. Um so yeah, so some rocky things going on in this game, like the Casemiro red card and you know conceding a goal. But I'm very happy with this with this result and specifically with the performance. Um, I thought we really played quite well. Um, and yeah, that's that's that ten arg effect. Um, and, and we've done that in the odd game or two in the last couple of years, but not in this specific sort of because the way I kind of look at passing in football, you need to be ca- uh, passing quick enough to where the opposition can't keep up with what you're doing and you're not giving them a chance to like figure out what you've did what what you're doing because what you should do is by the time you've strung like five or six passes together the opposition to be sort of you know confused as to what to do next how how, how do you stop where where's the next pass gonna gonna kind of come from um and one of the problems we used to have specifically under Ole and somewhat under Ragnik was we're almost too afraid to attack and it was like static slow Passing left, right, backwards, not enough forward passing. <clears throat> there used to be no movement off the ball and all that kind of thing. So I'm very, very happy with uh, how we've been playing football. So um, yeah, that that's that's the big, big that's the big positive for me today is the way we were knocking the ball around, which we should be doing most of the time. Um, so that's very, very good. A um, couple of other bits of news I wanted to kind of throw in. Obviously, we saw uh, Sabitza, I think his name is the player that we've loaned from Bayern Munich. He did get subbed on today. I didn't notice a ton of what he did, but the team itself played very well. Um, this was a very kind of like brief cameo sort of substitute appearance. Um, I was trying to sort of find him as well because like he's a brand, brand new player, and it it was I think it was that thing of because um, we'd had the player sent off and Sabitza was brought on, which which was a smart thing to do, and. I was like, okay, I can't remember because I remember like reading what number he's got, which is fifteen. I was like, where, where is he? Where, what positions he be being put in? And like, okay, there's only ten of us, t- ten players on the pitch, and like, where is he? But from what I noticed of him, uh, I thought he was very good. Obviously, we re- very much need him as an option right now. I think going forward for the next couple of games, it's pretty much got to be Fred and Sabitzer. Um I mean, we got Leeds twice, and then Leicester or something, and I think. A game or two after that is is, is the cup finals on the 26th. Um, good news as well. We are in the cup final. Not that there was really any doubt even before the second leg of the uh, Forest game kicked off. Um, I didn't do a podcast for the game. I just thought there was no real sort of big talking points. Obviously, there's quite a few for this game. Uh, so that's really, really good. Um, I want it very badly. I want that trophy very, very, very badly. And it's it's only us and Newcastle. It's sorry, it's only Newcastle that stand in the way between us and a trophy. And Newcastle have improved a lot. They they've improved a lot. I mean, you know, they're they're in the top four in the league. Uh, so there's some respect to be had there. But they're not one of like the big big teams. You know, they're they're very very good. Eddie Howe's done an incredible job over there. Um, 
considering they've got some good players, but they haven't got the greatest squad. But it's not always about quality of talent. Sometimes it's about coaching, which is what you're seeing here with with May United. Yes, we've got a very, very good squad, but they've been coached much better than what they have been in recent years. Um, so, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. It's another chance. I think the last chance we had was the Ole managed... Europa League final, which left a lot of us very disappointed. I think that was 2020 or 2021. It was a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it? Because obviously last season we didn't get anywhere with anything. So, yeah. Um, but no, that was very good as well. Um, Twinsabie has been loaned out to Stoke. Again, disappointing that he's not been... I don't know if it's a case of him not being given a chance or he's just injured too much. Um, I don't know. We haven't sold him, which is which makes me happy. Because um, I really think he should be given uh, more of a chance. But uh, at least he's going to hopefully be playing some football, and he's not been sold, so that that's good as well. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on the, my like overall quick thoughts on the game. I was very impressed with the the way we played football today. Defensively, very sound, apart from obviously the goal from from the corner. Um, so yeah, very, very happy with how this went. And Palace certainly put a fight up against us, didn't they? So, so there's one thing playing very well when the other team isn't doing much. There's another thing still playing well when the other team is putting up a fight against you. And uh, Palace was certainly doing that. So um, they got a very interesting squad, Crystal Palace. So, uh, but credit to credit to Palace for for uh, putting on a good uh, putting on a good job, putting on a good performance, putting on a bit of fight. So. Here we go. Anyway, um, let's get into the summary. So break down the events of the game. Uh, penalty in the first five minutes. Bruno Fernandes scored it. Pretty obvious handball. I mean, the rule that I've heard is it, it's if your hand is in an unnatural position. And yeah, if your hand is in the air like that and not remotely tucked behind your back. Yes, that's an unnatural position. So that's a, that's a handball. Um I've seen lesser handballs being given before as well. Because um, the problem with crosses like that is, you know, you've got to kind of have your hands behind the back, behind your back. Um, but if you've got, like, elbows sticking out or something, that can still be considered handball. But then if you've got your hand up in the air like this guy's got it, then, uh, yes, a penalty. So he tucked that away is a good way, good way to start the game. Uh, that's it pretty much for the first half. So that's good as well. Um... Was the uh, yeah so start of the second half we have a substitution uh, Ganacho on for Vekost. Um interesting sub I I don't think anybody I I was pretty happy with everything in in the first half um, I didn't have any specific players in mind as to sort of you know oh this person should like obviously be subbed off or subbed on because um, sometimes you look at the way a game's going and you think like oh so and so is you know falling out of of the game kind of thing, falling away from the game, and you look at your bench and you think, okay, there's sometimes an obvious substitution. Um, I don't know. I think maybe he just wanted to bring on some some fresh legs or something. Uh, Vegwurst, I think, was playing very, very well. Um, so, but I understand you do have to make some substitutions. It's just interesting with a game like this where there's there was no obvious substitutions, obviously until later with the Casemiro red card, but... Um, yeah, so I wouldn't have necessarily made a sub, but I don't blame Tenog for for doing this uh, particular one. So uh, obviously it led to did lead to a Rashford goal. So it was a kind of a tactical change because you have Vegas taken off, Ganacho on the left, move Rashford to the middle. That did actually create the goal, which I'll talk about next. 
Um, so yeah, very good goal with this. You've got, uh, I think it was Wambasaka passed the ball to Ganacho. Uh, Ganacho does very, very well to not only keep hold of the ball, but make a composed, correct decision. Um, how old is Ganacho again? He's really young, isn't he? Um, he's 18. He's, uh, I thought it was about 17 or something. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe I'm thinking of Maino, or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, only 18 years old. So that's good. It's good. To, it's good for how good he is for his age. He's not even in his twenties yet, so that's very good. Anyway, he uh, keeps the ball very composed, passes it out to Shaw, who's very good at those crosses. Uh, good, good, good bit of positioning from Rashford. Um, ball gets crossed in, and he, he he taps it in. Very interesting kind of goal because if you look at the types of goals Rashford specifically usually scores, they're not these types of you know poacher striker goals. This is what you'd more expect from. I don't know, from a, a Regos type of type of player, like a poacher sort of striker, like a target man. But Rashford's more of like a direct forward who plays on the wing. You know, he, he often would, would do a goal where he's doing a bit of pass and move or cut inside and shoot or do do it will do more of like a running type of goal. Um he did score a goal similar like this in the Man City win, didn't he, with the with the second goal in that game. So yeah, it's very interesting that this has been kind of I don't know if this, this ability has always been there from Rashford, these kind of poacher sort of goals. Obviously, he's scored from lots of different angles and spots over the over the years. He's played on the right, through the middle, on the left. He scored from probably every angle or whatever that, that he probably could because he scored a lot of goals. But um, he doesn't usually score a lot of these types of goals. So, yeah, whatever they're doing with Rashford in, in coaching is very clearly working this season. And it's another goal from him. His performance isn't always like... A 10 out of 10. But it will likely grab your goal, Rashford. So, very, very good. Um, don't know if I should talk about it again. But obviously, we got the Casemiro red card. I've already gone over it. It was very irresponsible. Um, some would say dangerous, I suppose. And uh, just, just lost his call in the heat at the moment. So, I'm sure Ten Hag will speak to him. Um, probably is right now. I'll be curious to see what Ten Hag maybe says about the, the red card. Or maybe what Casemiro himself says about it. I think he did apologise to the player. As well, which is which is good, um, but yeah, it's just a bit a bit of a blip on an otherwise very good recent display from from Casemiro. So it's very unfortunate. Uh, then they scored their goal after they made a couple of subs. Uh, Jeffrey Schlupper was the actual one that scored the goal. Um, yeah, it's a clumsy goal to concede from a corner. Um, I think one of, one of their players kicked the ball like against the ground. It sort of bounced up and then he tapped it in. The two closest that I could see. Again, this is I don't really like corners in football. They're, they're, they're just kind of... I don't know. I get that there's more organisation to a corner than what I probably see because there's probably more tactics involved with it that I don't know about uh, like for specific teams. But it's just you shove like 16 plus players into a box and you, you kick a ball in there and the ball could touch anybody or flick off of anybody or hit off somebody's back and be an own goal or off the back of somebody's head or I, I, yeah, there's a lot of different things that can happen but it's just a clumsy goal to concede uh, Martinez doesn't really quite get there, neither does Bruno those are the two closest I can see I don't think this is an individual kind of okay, that player blatantly obviously made a mistake I think it's just kind of a calamitous team effort to not get rid of the ball I mean, you know the the cross, if you want to call it that, from like the pass that the player makes, nobody blocks that. Nobody stops the ball getting to the other player. Nobody closes the other player down. The hair doesn't save it. 
not that this goal is on the hair, but I'm just talking about the steps towards it. Um, so there's there's multiple different steps as to where that could get stopped, but I th- I think this is more of a team calamity kind of uh, kind of effort. So unfortunately, that made for a very intense last sort of 15 minutes. Um, then Sabitza, or I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Sabitza. Um, on to Anthony, which made sense. Obviously, we needed a cover in midfield and defence because it wasn't a case of grabbing another goal. It was a case of, you know, holding out what we've got and uh, obviously putting another body in the midfield because we only had Fred and Bruno at that point in the midfield. Um, so that made sense. Um, again, you know, it wasn't because Anthony was having a bad game. It's just a, a expected tactical sort of change. Um, and there's no Ericsson, there's no McTominay, there's no Casemiro, no Donny. We're really quite low on midfielders right now, aren't we? Got Casemiro suspended. Excuse me. Uh, McTominay with some sort of knock or injury. Uh, Van der Beek with a very long-term injury. Uh, Ericsson with a not serious, serious injury, but a bad enough one where he's going to be out for a bit. Because I think Ericsson's out till about March, April or something, and Donny's out for the rest of the season. Um... And then obviously we've got Sabitzer in. I think Sabitzer's like a box-to-box kind of central midfielder. I don't know a ton about him, but that's that's the sort of reading that I got from from him. He's not a specific like DM Casemiro type, and he's not sort of a Bruno. I think he's more of a more of a Fred-ish, um, Donny-ish type of type of player. That like central midfield sort of role. But we'll see how he how he integrates into the team. Um, so obviously that made sense. Then. Uh, all the way to the end, 87th minute, uh, Ganacho off and Wambasaka off um, for Maguire and Lindelof. Again, don't have better options. Do I want Maguire and Lindelof in the team? No. But uh, what, what else was I expecting to happen? You know, we can't just, you know, we can't bring on De Jong. We can't bring on Kante because they don't play for Man United. <laughs> so, um, there we go. Uh, yeah, it made sense to, again, we won the game. That doesn't, doesn't matter the in the grand scheme of things. Um, understood Garnaccio being subbed off. Was curious that Wambasaka got subbed off. So I'm going to guess that it would have been um, Lindelof at right back, Martinez and Varane at centre back, Shaw and is it Shaw at left back and then probably Maguire Lindelof in midfield-ish, with Sabitzer and Fred also there. So really sort of shutting up shop, which is what you needed to do. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But I'm just curious as to... Because uh, you already took off... You already took off uh, Anthony. You already took off Garnacho. You do want one attacker on, which obviously kept Rashford on. Bruno was still on the pitch. I just... Because Wan-Bissaka is so good at one-on-one defending... I was surprised to see him be subbed off because maybe at that point you'd take... I mean, Bruno's a very hard-working footballer but and you can't really take off Rashford as well because if the ball gets passed through to somebody, there'd, there'd be nobody there. Um, it doesn't matter anyway, but I just it, it was just interesting that Wan-Bissaka got taken off seeing his, like, very, very good at one-on-one defending and that could have been very important. But anyway, we won 2-1 and we got over the line, which is the... Uh, the important part. Um, Alright, that's it for the summary. Let's take a break. We'll come back, do some player ratings, and my man of the match as well. See you for that in a minute. 
Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there. If you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. I stick into player ratings. Who is my man of the match? <clears throat> I've got two contenders who are Martinez and Fred. I think I'm going to go with Martinez on this one. Um, yeah, probably would give him a 10. I'd probably give Fred a 9. There were a couple of passes Fred did misplace that were quite sort of important. Um, overall, very good performance from both of them. This is one of those kind of 9 out of 10-ish sort of games for Fred. Um, but he still did make a few too many passing mistakes, but did very, very well today, Fred. Um, this is the Fred that you look at and you think, that's the guy that we need. Like, not attacking-wise, but defensively. Like, just getting stuck in and winning the ball back and kind of progressing it forward. Because um, of the four players that, I say we, I, we, whatever your fan base has consistently complained about, Maguire, Lindelof, McTominay, Fred. Fred is the best of those four players. And this is what this is an annoying thing with Fred where you look at the kind of game he had today and you think, okay, that's a good squad player. You don't you still don't start Fred, because you've got, you know, Casemiro and Ericsson and all those players. You you do look at this this version of Fred and think, okay, good squad player. But then he'll go and put in like because he might play against Leeds and put in a zero out of ten. I don't want him to, obviously, but it's it's a possibility. And he puts out one of his 0 out of 10 performances and you think, get rid of him. And it's so frustrating, that, that part about Fred. And he's, he's been like that pretty much since we've had him. He'll have the odd, like, really, really good game when you think, yeah, that's that's the player we paid 50 million for. And then he'll have a 0 out of 10 and you go, why do we pay 50 million for this for this player? Um, inconsistency is, is, is what I'm getting at there. But he, he was very, very good today. So credit to Fred. But also credit to Martinez, my actual man of the match. Um, just did a lot of really good tackling and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the front with the hair. I'm going to give him 
a... I was going to give him an 8 or a 9. I think I'll go with a 9. Um, a few odd bits of bobs here and there. Uh, distribution still needs... Well, I say still needs working on. He's in his 30s now. But um, he, De Gea is still our goalkeeper that will make those game-winning saves. I was going to say game-saving saves, but that doesn't really make any sense. Those game-winning sort of saves, and there were a few of them today. And that's that's the that's the quality of you know that shot stopping that De Gea is so good at, and uh, he's very very good at that again today. So I give him a nine. Wan Bissaka, um, I probably give him a nine as well. Uh, a few misplaced passes here and there, like a few too many of those, but very 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 good. Um, defending was really really sharp. He's still, um, again I I do still think this version of Wan Bissaka that we have is actually better than the one that we first got. When you know he came into the team initially, and he was very good, because I do feel like I mean obviously I don't see the training that this team does, but um, I feel like he's like still learnt new things while retaining what he's still very good at. Because one of the things he was very bad at before was attacking football in any sort of sense, whether it was controlling the ball going forward, passing, crossing, communication, and he's gotten a lot better at that. So. Uh, credit to Juan Pataka for that. Uh, Varane, I thought, was solid as well. Yeah, not so much to say about Varane, but very, very solid. I'd give him a 9. Luke Shaw, same thing. Um, I'll probably give him a 10, actually. I, I think he had a little bit more of a consistent game than the others I just mentioned. Um, obviously got an assist for the goal, which is very good. Good sort of cross into Rashford for the goal, so very good. Um, so give him a 10. What do I give Casemiro? I can't remember the last time I had to give a player rating for somebody that got sent off, because I can't remember what I do for for that um i guess i just go with an average six because he did have a very good very very good performance but what he did getting sent off has got to knock some of your score off and it did cause you know that panic in the last 20 minutes or so so i think an average six makes sense great great performance but um very uh um silly mistake so that's Casemiro. Um, Anthony, I thought Anthony was quite good today. He's, got, I think he's got to develop a little. Oh, he's got to develop a little bit more of a um, of a right foot. Not, not quite. I mean, so I'm looking at Anthony and thinking about how he plays football, and you would look at somebody like Iron Robin, fantastic player. Um, wish we'd have got him at some point. Uh. Robin's one of them that sort of, he never had a right foot. I don't remember any goals Robin ever scored with his right foot. But he had developed this kind of, I don't know, this way of sort of weaving in and out and just being, I don't know, be, being a slightly better version of what Anthony is. Obviously, Anthony's much younger and he's, he's not as developed as, obviously, Robin, I think, is probably retired now. Uh, but you can be kind of... And this applies to players that are right-footed as well. You can sometimes in football be a bit too much one-footed. And I think that's possibly a problem with with Anthony. But he was better with that today. So um, I'll give him a 9 as well, I think. Uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, I've been critical of him recently. Um, because he keeps doing too many long passes. I can't remember any that he did today. I can't remember a single one. A single, I mean, he might have made some long passes, but I don't, because they, they, they're pretty standout moments when Bruno makes a long, like, hero ball, and it either goes to nobody or it's, it's just a waste of time. I'm trying to think of the, the game 
trying to think back of the game, I don't remember any instances where Bruno did like a ridiculous pass and you go, oh, Bruno, you know, you get you get annoyed by it. I don't remember any today. He did a lot of running around, a lot of hard defensive work and passing more simply and uh, on the ground and, you know, um, he was kind of everywhere today. So I, I think this is one of Bruno's best games in a long time. Um, obviously scored the penalty as well, which is very, very good. Um, I think I'm going to give him a 10. Yeah, this this this, that, this version of Bruno is the one that we should, uh, that I'd like to see more often. Yeah, cut out the, you can do long passes if they make sense. But there's no need to just be hoofing the ball all over the, all over the place. Um, and that really, really annoys me. Because other than that, I, I know I, I knock his score a lot because he does that type of stuff. From a general football perspective, Bruno is a very, very good player. Um, some would say world-class at certain points. There's certainly some world-class things that he's done. He's not quite. I don't think he's quite consistent enough to call him world-class. But he played very, very well today and I was uh, very happy with him. Um, and yeah, tracking back for the team. He was he was all over the place, working hard, simpler passing. Um, good. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Very happy with him today. Uh, Rashford. Um, I'm gonna give him a nine and not a ten. I thought his his goal was taken very well. Struggled in the decision making department today, Rashford. Um, I thought. I think sometimes he gets, and it's it's not through him being a bad player. It's I think he almost gets. And there's a good element to this, but I almost think he gets like too excited <laughs> at certain points. Um, like he's so hungry and eager to just score and keep scoring and keep scoring, which is brilliant, which is what we want. I mean, you look back to the Rashford last season that was just strolling around, no confidence, no you know belief in himself at all. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic this season. I just think he gets a little bit... In games like this, and again, he did score. So you, even on like a slightly off day with Rashford, where he gets, I would just, I would explain it or describe it as being just a bit too excited, just a bit too sort of like, oh, I've got the ball, I want to score, I want to score, and he sort of just, I don't know, doesn't set him down, doesn't set himself down quite enough. You still get a goal from him. So I'm gonna give him a nine and not a ten, just because he was a bit like that today, but still a brilliant performance. Still a brilliant performance. Uh, Vergost, I'm not sure what to give him because he was subbed off very early. I think I'll probably give him an 8. I thought he was a really good uh, asset today. Could have almost scored a, a goal or two. Um, his pressing and his hold-up play is really good. Really, really good. And Vergost is... Um, I mean, I, I don't mind when Man United sign a player that I'm not familiar with because then it means I can watch them play and learn more about them. Because um, I don't believe that, you know, when we sign a player I'm not familiar with, it's not really my... It's not really required from me or, you know, it's not my job kind of thing to, like, research them and look up clips of them. I want to see, because even if I do that, which I could do, that doesn't mean that that player of, like, clips or whatever that I've watched before, it doesn't mean that that's going to translate into this team because they might play slightly differently or a different role or, you know, it's a different league, different team. Um, but as we're seeing more and more of him over the over these... Uh, Last couple of weeks, um, got his got his first goal. What was it the other day? And uh, yeah, he's he's that target man we've we've kind of needed. I still don't quite think the team fully is utilizing him the best. I still I still think there's that adjustment happening where the team's not quite used to having a specific target man uh, like that. 
Um, I think once Ronaldo left, um, and we had like Martial up front, Rashford up front, they're not target men in the same way that a Weghorst or Weghorst or Ronaldo is. Um, so I think the team's got to kind of get you a bit more used to that again. So, but good performance nonetheless. Let's talk about substitutions. Um, where's it gone? There it is. Uh, just so he was on the bench, Diego Delo. Good to see him back. He's no longer injured. Um, again, competition for Delo. It's good. Wampasaka has been playing incredibly well recently. There's nothing wrong with how Delo used to play. It's just that he got injured and Wampasaka took his opportunity, which is what you want to happen. Um, but yeah, competition for Delo at uh, at right back. And who knows if if Anthony needs a rest or is unable to play for whatever reason. You could potentially play Delo at right wing and play Wampasaka at right back. Um, I, know, I know there's no relationship there or no sort of rapport between those two players, but that's an option. What what you want is is lots of options and players fighting for their places. So hopefully when Delo gets his chance next, he uh, he fights for it. So there we go. Uh, Ganacho was on the bench. Heaton, Lindelof, Maguire. Still don't know how to say this guy's name. Mainu. I'm sure I'll learn that sooner or later. Uh, he's the... Um, he, yes, he's the one that's, that's 17, um, the one that I was thinking of earlier. Um, he's the English centre midfielder that we've just uh, put through to the main team. Malasia, Sabitza and Sancho. Didn't see Sancho today, unfortunately. Uh, good to have Sancho back, though. Very, very good. Again, options, quality player. He's obviously gone away and worked on himself, worked with Ten Hag. So hopefully that works out very well. Um, Ganacho I thought was very good, uh, very composed sort of bit of play from him in, in the Rashford goal. Unfortunately, and you don't see this very often, unfortunately he subbed on and then back off, but hopefully he understands why that is, I, I'm, I'm sure he does. Uh, he, he did look very disappointed when the camera panned over to him, but still, um, I mean, it's probably he's probably thinking that like, I was disappointed that I've been subbed off, you know, he's eager to play and he wants to play, which is good, but uh, hopefully he understands that it was... Uh, just a tactical decision. Uh, Lindelof, Maguire didn't really see much from them, um, but obviously we we held uh, Crystal Palace back, which is good defensively. And Sabitza saw some parts from him. Uh, he looked all right from from what I saw. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, anyway, we move on. We move forward, which is uh, excellent. Um, to tell you who we've got next. Yeah, we literally do have leads back to back. We've got them on the eight for eight, and on the twelfth at two. So I'm going to guess that. I think that's a Wednesday and then Sunday. Uh, then we got Barcelona, a good old five forty-five kickoff on the sixteenth. So that would be not next week, the week after on the Thursday. Then the Leicester game. By that point, Casemiro's suspension will be finished because remember it won't it won't count for the Barcelona games because different competition. Um, then Barcelona again on the 23rd at 8. I'm going to guess that's the next... It'll it, it, it be Thursdays, won't it, for a Europa League. And then half past four on a Saturday. I think it's on the Saturday. Uh, 26th of February. Cup final against Newcastle. Very, very excited for that. Um, then we play West Ham. Then we play this team called Liverpool. So we'll we'll see if they're really good. Uh, it was so funny. Because like, obviously we kicked off at the same time today. And... Wolves took the lead, it was either at the exact same time or moments afterwards, I think Maynard had scored just before Wolves did, Bruno scored his penalty and then it came up that um, Wolves had scored, what timing, what timing for that, that is, that's uh, 
pretty incredible. So, um, I did have something written here. Just, just in case you're curious about what Klopp had to say. I know this is a May United podcast, but, you know, we like to dunk on Liverpool because they're our big rivals. Um, Klopp on Liverpool situation. There's no excuse. I can't explain it. The first 15 minutes, they were, I think, 2-0 down by the first, like, 12 minutes or something. Um, first 15 minutes were horrible. It needs to be changed. I'm sorry. Uh, a Newcastle have just scored against West Ham. That's just happened. So, um, funny how things change, isn't it? Funny how things change. You go from almost winning the quad to being out the FA Cup, out the Carabao Cup, still in the Champions League and 10th in the league. It's funny how things change, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, this is one of the things, one of the other things I love about football. Not just not just in terms of watching Man United, but everyone would have gone into this season, you know, from August onwards, going, "Oh, it's going to be City and Liverpool winning to taking their share of the four competitions." Right? Um, no, nobody would have said, "Oh, yeah, Newcastle and Arsenal will be in the top four. Liverpool will be out of the two competitions." Uh, Man City won't be in the in this in the FA Cup, aren't they? Nobody would have predicted, I think, the way that the season has gone. I think that's very very exciting, just from a football standpoint. I mean, Newcastle scoring that goal has put them level with us. They're third now. Nobody would have predicted that twenty one games into the season, but it's interesting. It, it, I just find it so interesting. So, anyway, um, there we go. Uh, what did you think of the game today? What do you think of the Casemiro situation and the goals? And did you notice more of Sabitzer than than what I did? Uh, maybe you did. Uh, and yeah, what do you think of uh, just everything? Who's your, who's your man of the match and all that kind of stuff? Uh, let me know your thoughts. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org. TV, games, films, main eye podcast. Take a look out for all that. If you missed, if you're missing the big, big show at the moment, uh, The Last of Us is airing on HBO. Just to note that it's a pretty big deal right now. Um, it's not a bad show either. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Putting it lightly, uh, we're covering that on Entertainment Talk as well with David, who is over on Geek Town. Uh, what is Geek Town? Geek Town is where you can find the latest TV and film news. Geek Town Radio. That's over on GeekTown.co.uk. And podcast platforms uh, for Geek Town. Uh, Geek Town Radio is on Tuesday, so look out for all of that. Uh, to support us in other ways as well, of course, you can listen to more of the podcasts that we've got, entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, for all those things I've already mentioned. Uh, you can also just tell other people about what we're doing, um, either by just telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, I've already mentioned TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Bex, if you want some fun content over on Twitch, uh, retro chat and game streams, all that sort of thing. Uh, Bex is still streaming regularly over there. Uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch and other platforms as well. Uh, myself, you can find me over on Twitch occasionally. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a stream. I should do one at some point soon. Uh, Twitch, eTalk UK, and YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>